Let's see. Silver gold. I need mnemonic. I don't necessarily need to articulate that. Um, okay, this is on. Because I've lost, I think, my mind And this is on. Okay, I just both are on. This is misleading here. Doesn't tell you on. Okay, this is on. Okay. I hope for this. We have a real problem. Yomo had an operation on Thursday. And uh, can you turn this towards me? Maybe I have a large deal for me. I guess I had my house two weeks ago. Who, who? Miriam Sal. Well, one second. What maiden name? Now in Sal, S-A-L-B. Maybe. Gold. She's in Miami Beach, and she's at our house. Very nice, very nice. But she, she's not a youngster. That much I will tell you. Is she, is she a grandmother yet? Yes. Oh, so that makes sense. Okay, mute everyone, and we'll begin. Uh, wow. Good to see you, Kenny. Uh, yeah. well, you know, we, when we're not here, we give our house over to somebody, our apartment over to somebody from uh, the south. And she, her grandfather was a uh, Yosef Hughes who taught at Ramaz, and her great-grandfather was Dershowitz. A Dershowitz? great-grandfather was Dershowitz, the Howard Dershowitz. Right, I have to ask my wife, yeah, write down the name, people, I'll ask my wife if she knows the name from Ramaz. We okay? Yeah, I think I got everybody muted. Okay. But I don't hear the lady... Uh, did record. The lady says we're recording. So it's recording. Okay. Uh, Jack, you can hear me? Okay, so let's begin. We, uh, first of all, today is Sunday, the 14th of January, 2024, and I've been surrounded by uh, illness among my Talmidim, and I don't, need not tell you the war and all that's going on. Yomo had an operation on Thursday, and we don't know when he'll be back. Uh, as far as we can ascertain, the operation has been successful. But uh, the question is when he'll be back, and we don't know. Thank God Mark is here, and I hope for the best that uh, Mark set everything up, and uh, he'll upload this year after class. Uh, Ma oh, that's Jack. I'm looking at all this firm. It's Jack. Okay, let's begin. Vic Snow fell when? I spoke with him Thursday. He called me uh, this morning. So oh, come on. And he fell, and uh, Steve Bressler is ill. And it's better to teach teenagers than uh, to teach myself and invite some people to join me. Let's begin. Achenu Kobet Yisrael Hanatunim Betzaru B'Shivyom Dim Bein Biyam Bein Biyam B'Shav Vein Bavir Hamokim Rachem Alein V'Yotziemi Tzaru L'Vorcha Me'Afeila L'Ora Mishibad L'Gula Hashtoba Gola V'Zman Kariv V'Noma Amen The war is, we're all involved and I, we still suffer losses 
and a lot of decisions have to be made, and I trust Be'ezrat Hashem, they're making the right decisions. Just two pictures I want to show you. Um, this is my grandson who wrote the book on the tank. He's a tank commander. He's sitting in front of his tank in Aza and reading his book. That's my grandson, Yosef Ackerman, my eldest daughter's second son. And this is from my youngest daughter's third son. He's posing in Chayunis. This is just a few days ago. And uh, if you notice, the building is a, um, a school building. Mark is Danny. Okay, one second. What, what do you want to see? You want to see everybody? I want to put, I want, no, no, I want to see everybody, yeah. But I want to... It's a school building. And there's my grandson standing in front of the building that was just captured. They put up Israeli flags. Uh, two more stories I want to share with you. Uh, one that brought me a lot of nachat, or both brought me a lot of nachat for different reasons. But one, my grandson who's in charge of logistics for a whole artillery unit. It's uh, an amazing unit. It's all miluim. And they've been shooting, he tells me, 724 for three months now. They never stop shooting. They're, they're, they're stationary. They're at the tip of Israel. And they're told where to shoot. And they program every missile. It's beyond comprehension. They, within 25 kilometers, they can score a direct hit as they're told to program it. So... Uh, are they listen? Can they hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. I'm trying to get the whole. They, they, they score a direct hit, uh, they program it. So a group of American tourists come by, and uh, my grandson is sent out to greet them because he's in charge of logistics and they're bringing gifts, food. And uh, they say to him, wow, where were you born? He says, I was born in, in Jerusalem. But your English is so good. He says, well, my grandfather and grandmother insisted we speak English. And I notice you have a sign on your bus, Yeshiva University. So he says, my grandfather t teaches at Yeshiva University. So who's your grandfather? He mentions the name of his grandfather. They go crazy. It turned out everyone on the bus had been my student in the 70s, the 80s, in BMT, in, in, in Gold, in Machal, Midrashat uh, Moria, and they bring over the rabbi. He doesn't know what to do. He was my student in Gris. So my grandson didn't even, not only accepted what he brought, but he wants to work out a, a, a souvenir that the, all these men who have been together three going into the fourth month, a knapsack that remind them that they fought together. So the rabbi promised to sponsor it from his shoe. So I, I'm a I was very proud. The, the other thing, and here I'm upset that Jesse Jacobs isn't here. Mark, you know Jesse, right? Convey to him what I'm about to say. My grandson, uh, you did, who I told you a miracle happened, they found his wallet. So it's now gotten, a, there was a whole uh, a ceremony with the army, because it's quite important from the point of view of morale, 
and um, it's now been in many of the Hebrew papers. And uh, in addition, it's been on television. And they, Galate Sahal interviewed him last Thursday night, I believe it was, for over 15 <coughs> minutes. And number one, I learned, because when he was injured in 2014, <coughs> we were in America, it was during the summer, and we, uh, I don't think this is working, working yet. Yeah. Okay. We were, we were in America, and we wanted to come back, but our children said, you'll just be another burden for us. Finish what you have to do in America, and then you'll come back. So we didn't know the full story, or they didn't want to tell us. But he spoke on the radio, he was interviewed, and he spoke about, after the operation, how depressed he was, and when they transferred him the heart so thin, a psychologist came to see him. And he said, that psychologist brought me back to life. He was in touch with him all year, gave him strength, and told him you're going to be fun. When, uh, you know, when the year was over and he could walk again and run, the psychologist, he praised him and praised him. So I want to say, very important we need psychologists we have this post-trauma here who knows how many psychologists will need to deal what's going to happen when things quiet down to a certain degree and it's very very important anyone listening who's a psychologist come in aliyah and become part of the jewish people now uh the other part of the interview which i really was overwhelmed at the end the lady interviewing him who was very good so she says to him why are you in uniform you were injured you lost the year you're out he said look at this moment we're five brothers all five of us are in uniform and I insisted after the year that I could rejoin my unit in the army so she asked him, where do you get this inspiration from? And my grandson said, look, I grew up in B'nai Akiva. I did yeshiva Hezda. And my... No, it's dead. Hello? Hello? I always a problem. And, and I grew up in B'nai Akiva. I, I did Hezda. Hello, hello, now it's on. Uh, I did Hester and uh, my parents' home. And it was just a beautiful answer. And the, and the lady who interviewed him, you know, was overwhelmed. And, and, and fortunately and unfortunately, the Hester Yeshiva and the Kippot Slugat have played the major part in this war. And I look forward to the day that the Matek Lali will have a majority of generals with kippahs who got on their heads, or any type of kippah. But you may win your win what I'm saying. Okay, now let's come back here, and we should only have good news today from the battlefront. I just want to mention what I spoke about last week, of uh, where Doha Midbar, and I quoted to you the Ebenezra, that uh, because we're Dara Midbar, we could never really inherit the land. We still had slave mentality. We were caught between slavery and freedom. It needed a new generation. 
So my dear student Ben Turin sent me, told me, I asked him to send it to me, the Ram, my Maimonides, the Rambam says exactly the same thing in Maranavuchim. You can find it, I'll give you the source. Um, it's uh, a st- it's an interesting edition of Maranavuchim, but it's an all, the source has to be good for everyone. Chelekimel Perik Lamed Bet. And it's exactly uh, parallels the Ibn Ezra. And I also want to mention in the Atzkel Chumish on Pashat B'Shalach Yud Dalit Pasik Yud Gimel in the commentary he they too quote the Ibn Ezra. Ibn Ezra has a different rational approach. He contends that God could not order the Jews to stand and fight despite their great numbers because they had been conditioned by more than a century of servitude in fear and obey their Egyptian masters and were incapable of battle. This is why only Moses' prayers enabled them to overcome the greatly outnumbered Amalekites who ambushed them in the wilderness. So that's a fascinating summary. It's the Ibn Ezra, the Rambam, and uh, Malka never lets me forget it, with the Dorhamidah. Now, let's pick up where we left off, and uh, here I thank um, Dr. Lipson, Marty, and Eleanor Lipson, my dear friends from Toronto. He's going to turn me into a doctor yet. But if you recall, we ended off last week's Shia dealing with the rush, we dealt with the Chatan Tzaifa, we dealt with the rush, and the whole question of an epileptic, how severe an illness that is. And um, I have to say, he sent me a, a, a review of uh, research, aggression and violence in patients with epilepsy, and it's Mamish Sakonet Nafashat. People can have an epileptic attack and they become different people, don't even know what they're doing. And there are a number of cases reviewed here, including where a mother kills her own baby and doesn't even know what she's doing. So that uh, everything we saw in the Hatam Saifa and the rush and treating it as Sakonat Nafashat is absolutely correct. Mari, and I also mentioned something about Mekachtar, if you recall the rush, the Mari didn't know Mekachtarut. So I spoke about impotence. And uh, I, what I said was correct, but the medical definitions, medical definition of impotence, erectile dysfunction, the inability to obtain or maintain an erection, Infertility, the inability to sire offsprings due to insufficient or poor quality of sperms. So you see, when you talk about, Rav has a number of chuvat on this, when you talk about mekach ta'ut, well, when you're dealing with uh, impotence, that's something that the men might possibly know in advance. 
when you're dealing with the problem of the sperm count not being not being strong enough, that's something that no one can know in advance. Offhand, I can recall two of my students that had a problem with the sperm count, and um, one adopted. Yeah, both adopted, both adopted, and uh, by the way, those adoptions worked out very nicely. The children they adopted are parents today and may even be grandparents already, may even be grandparents. Uh, uh, so I stand, cor uh, not corrected, but with more information, the difference between the two, and uh, it's the uh, state of Israel it's infinitely easier than in the United States. In other words, for many, many reasons. And one of the reasons I gave you last week really is something beautiful, how they developed for these problems where the woman's uterus, womb, everything is built a little differently. In other words, it's not normative, but it's normal. You understand normative meaning statistically. And the sperms can't reach the eggs. And uh, at Shari Tzedek, they did pioneering work tens and tens of years ago. I remember I was in the Rabbit in America, and I had cases referred to me like this. And I told them, you got to go to Israel, go to Shari Tzedek. Today it may be available in America. We're more sophisticated and more lamdanim, but we, we've really done magic work here, Baruch Hashem. Uh, the low spur count, really can't be helped for obvious reasons. When I was growing up, they used to speak about, or when I first got involved with this halachically, they used to speak about artificial insemination donor, artificial insemination husband, and there was what was called AIB, artificial insemination booster. But halachalamaisa, AIB is the same as AID. You follow me? There's really very little difference between it, except they make the husband feel better. We tell him we're using your sperms and we're boosting it. But those that would oppose AID would oppose AIB. AIH is perfectly permissible. Uh, the question of going to mikvah, right, I lecture on it extensively. I think I may have written it up as well in um, uh, my Talmud, Rabbi Dr. Weinstein, who wrote up the Sheyurim that formed Rakhavarar and Chelekimu, it, it may very well be there as well. Okay, but today I want to go further, and I have to say we come to the heart of uh, Rabbi Nasha Klein's thinking, and uh, to a certain degree, we come here to very, very difficult uh, understanding psak of Reb Menashe Klein that you will see at the end of the year, uh, if we don't reach it this week, next week, it caused quite a commotion. And even bearing in mind all that I've said about uh, Menashe Klein's background, it's quite, quite extreme. Now, what are we talking about? We're talking about uh, adopting, the set, taking these children away and adopting them, pulling them away from 
their family, they're being beaten, they're being mistreated, they're being maltreated, use whatever word you want. And uh, Rabbi Nasha Klein, I'm quoting from the Tshuva, page Kuf Chaf Dalad, the first column, and we're going to touch upon something here which is going to come back and haunt us in the next topic after this. And it's very much part and parcel of the world in which we live today. And uh, Ramanasha Klein says, yes, I can understand you don't want the children to go to Gentiles, but what about if they're going to Jewish people? Why should we be so opposed? And here Rabbanasha Klein says that there can be a chashir that's almost as bad as going to Gentiles. Sheyimseru hayalet Yisraelit lo datit. Family that's not religious. All right, this can be a real problem. This is the problem that people will never forgive Ben-Gurion. When uh, I was new to Israel, Yesi, I spoke to you before. Mark will tell you later. It's on, on the tape. Very, very important. Um, so when I, when I first started teaching in Michal, look, I have to be honest. It takes years to, be, to learn the inside story of Israel. And Kenny, I will admit that my wife is right. I'm caught between two worlds. I'm, uh, I'm either, you may say, an Israeli of American origins, or uh, I'm an American living in Israel. Uh, you can't change your basic education. Uh, and it took me a while to learn the culture here. So I think it was about 73, 74. You can check on the computer. Uh, Ben-Gurion died. So when Ben-Gurion died, there was the day of the funeral, a siren went off at 10, 11 o'clock, and uh, everyone stood for a minute. And in Michalai, I was the only faculty member who stood. And I remember Rabbi Koopman said, well, we're always going to have exceptions. And Today, I don't know if I would stand, because today I understand what he did with the Sephardic children, with the children from Iran. They took, I, I spoke about this in a different context, I believe here in class, if not I spoke elsewhere recently. They took children from the finest from his homes and put them into kibbutzim. Dovliya, Dovliya's sister winds up in an irreligious kibbutz. She's not religious until today, from what I understand. I hope some of her children, and uncovered the blood in their veins, who they are, what we are. Oh, it hurts. So I don't know if I would have stood up today. It takes a while. So you see, this is... Terrible chashash. Going to give them, take a kid from a from home. And, you know, once a kid grows up, a kid grows up, by the time he's 15, 16, most kids don't change. I mean, I understand that's uh, NCSY, Chabad, they do miracles. But most people don't change. They grow up that way. So that's one chashash. But then he says something else. And this is where your heart breaks. 
רק לא לפי רוח המשפחה שיצא משם. And, and חס וחלילה מוציא את התינוק מכשרותה ומבית אביה שהיו שלשלת סגורה מזמן יציאת מצרים עד עכשיו. And what, what it's talking about, imagine you take a kid from a home where his father wears a strimal and you give the kid to a religious family where the father wears a kippasruga. Okay, and, and you see this is, this is not the, the shocking statement, but this for us, Torah Jews, wait a minute, is the kid better off in a home where the father wears a strimal who's going to beat the hell out of him? Or is the kid better off in a home where the father wears a kippasruga who's going to overwhelm the kid with love and understanding. You with me, Yassi? I mean, just think what we're saying here. And, and I, just this morning, I dictated to Mark. Mark did me... Uh, Mark, I'm, 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 not, if, yeah, I'm not letting Mark go. We've got to chain him to Grusen, and I don't know what to do with his wife, who I love too. It's not simple for me. But Mark cancels the emails. I'm all up to date. You don't know what that means for me because I answer every email I get. I hope I can continue. I don't, uh, there's a limit, but Baruch Hashem. And, and just this morning, Mark, the one, a volume came out on Rabarin Cutler in Chabad. I gave Haskama to the volume. It came out a while ago, and I'm reading it again. And... Uh, I can't go into detail now. I dealt with it in detail when I lectured on the history of Torah in the United States. We spent a lot of time. But there are real problems here. So uh, the author of the volume produces a quote, which the quote happens to be correct. That's from the, from Making of a Gadol, Nassim Kamenetsky. And they're asking Reb Yaakov, Reb Nassim's father, uh, about Reb Baron's attitude towards Chabad. And uh, Reb Nassim says, uh, I, I'll say it the way he probably said it, that if, if, if you go to Chabad, it's converting away from Torah, Shmad. And... Uh, I, I got the impression, the author of the book, my, my dear friend, Rabbi Chaim Dalfin, was really thought that Rav Yaakov Kamenetsky meant this too. So Mark, you know what I told you to write to him, that I am positive Rav Yaakov meant that that was Rav Aaron's uh, feeling. When I learned in Lakewood, you would have asked me, no, how do you feel towards Chabad? What did they teach you in Lakewood? Shmad, I would have answered right away. The Zelbazach, the same thing. But, but it wasn't Rabbi Yaakov. It was Rabbi Yaakov telling you what Rabbi Aaron Cutler held. But you see, this is very sad. And uh, part of Chinuch, I, 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 I give you an example of good Chinuch. Look at Rabbi Aaron and Tova. Tova and Rabbi Aaron Lichtenstein. Dr. Tova and Rabbi Aaron. Tova yibada l'chaim aruchim tovim. And the baron zeichet sadek l'vracha. Look at their kids. 
No. What are you going to tell me? Yitzi, I remember Yitzi before, when he was a glean in his parents' eyes. And uh, Yitzi Lichtenstein, where is he today? Kenny, do you know? Rav Yitzchak, not Rav Moshe. Rav Moshe succeeded his father in a lunch foot. Where is Yitzchak? Torah Vidas. The Rosh Hashiva of Torah Vidas. No? Are you proud of him? I can tell you his parents are proud of him. Tova proud of him. She said, that's Yitzi. She once gave me one of the biggest compliments I got in my life. She said, Aaron, you, you, Ani, you don't, Ani, she knows me as Ani. Ani, you don't know what you were able to do. I look, I said, Tov, what are you talking about? She said, the first book that Yitzi ever read in English, The Silver Era. I gave it to them when it came out. We're going back, what was it, 82? The first, this is ready, four editions. And, and she said, he stayed up all night reading the Silver Era. All right. I can assure you that Moshe, Reb Moshe Lichtenstein and Reb Meir Lichtenstein, Shai, I don't know, because he grew up in Israel, but the others, I'm sure they read Shakespeare and uh, some other classic writings, but Yitzi, no, are we proud or are we ashamed? I am very proud. Do I agree with his total hashkaf? Of course not. But Baruch Hashem, if, if, if a child shows that drive in him, I don't know, I get a lot of compliments. I don't know whether it's a compliment or not. I'm proud to say all my children and grandchildren uh, and I hope the great-grandchildren think the way their, their forebears, their, their, their great-grandfather, their grandfather, Aaron, Arnie, whatever name you know him by, Aaron, and, and Malka. Malka was always Malka. As a kid, she already was filled with Zionism. Yossi, she said to me in 68, you have a choice. You can stay behind or come with me to Jerusalem. That's the story. You think I wanted to leave America? They thought I was crazy. Look, you remember, I was the first one. I, I paved the way for everyone that came after me from YU. By Dr. Belkin at the fair, made a farewell dinner and said, I quote Dr. Rothkopf, when you come back to America, there will always be a place for you on the Yeshiva University faculty. And but you understand what that means, Norm? It means who can succeed in Israel? You're wasting your time. What are you going on the yacht, etc. Okay, but you see here, this is a very fascinating point. How do you view it? A tragedy. And, and look at what he says, that you're going to break with the family tradition from Mount Sinai, from Yitzhak Mitzrayim. Tell me, did Moshe Rabbeinu wear a strimal? Mark, what do you say? Did Moshe Rabbeinu, I, I guarantee you he didn't wear a strimal. I guarantee you. Okay, I've done my research on strimals. Uh, and, but you see, for, for, for Rav Menashe Klein, it would be a tragedy. Now, if uh, and, uh, and there, I, I, I didn't want to bring the article, and I, I was sick when I read it. But uh, I'll just give you a brief. 
How many of you read uh, Yisrael Hayom? So Yisrael Hayom, there's the weekend magazine. It's, uh, it's the free newspaper that has the widest circulation of any paper. And it's a real newspaper. It's not like in New York, they give out three papers, five pages, six pages of Narishkeit with advertisements. This is a real, real newspaper. And they give it out, Adelson, the Adelson family founded it, and I, Baruch Hashem, when you're a multi-billionaire, you can give out a newspaper free. It has advertisements, it probably pays for itself today. So they have a magazine, like all the newspapers have a magazine section. The magazine section a week ago, the Friday magazine, had a picture of a from woman on it, and I couldn't read, I, I just couldn't even read. I just started it, I was, I couldn't believe. This is a woman from down south. Her father was a rav, a sheikhet, a mo, a public figure, a dod. This father, from the age of three on, he molested his daughter. It's beyond comprehension. Molested his daughter. He said to her, I'm ashamed to repeat this, but I have to. He said to her, Ima lo misapeketoti. I don't want to translate it. You understand what he said? Sick. He just got 19 years in jail. And do you know what's amazing about the article? The girl remained Haredit and has married four children. How, how can you work out a normal marriage? Abuse from the age of three. But she went to the police, social workers, they helped her, and, and, she, and the courage to, to be interviewed and tell, all right, it's public knowledge. I read about in the paper years ago. I read a small thing about this man arrested, a rabbi, a model, a sheikh, couldn't believe what I read, but this is a whole interview. But now I ask the question, would she have been better off remaining where she was with the Shaykhid, the Mol, the Svadic traditions, etc., or an Ashkenazic Kippas family? To me, the answer is she would have been a million times better off, but that Menashe Klein transferred to the Strymel and his words, that's Reb Menashe Klein. All right, so Halachal with parents abusing, better not to tell the authorities, better not to be a Meiser, doesn't have an understanding of the modern world, doesn't trust Goyim, Maybe as a right, again, I, I need not tell you, if anyone would have said to me four months ago that the president of Harvard would not condemn a statement, kill all the Jews, I would have said, what, are you crazy? What are we talking about? So I, I again, I always come back to simple Sugihara, Zechah but I can understand that Benasha Klein his attitude towards women is uh, almost like the attitude towards Goyim. He's angry, and you understand why. Okay. 
But now we're ready to go further. And here's where you come to a very, it's unbelievable the point of view he takes and very hard to refute him. He quotes sources, as you will see. Yes, Norm? Not as far as abuse, but how would he deal with, let's say, Kizu or let's say, uh, whatever their background is, and they go into yeshiva and all of a sudden they adopt the Rosh Yeshiva is there and everything else. It's the same issue. It's not the same issue, but. what you're saying is a, a lot of parents, uh, they send the kids to Israel and uh, the kids come back already very different than the parents. Uh, excuse me, excuse me? In the States also. The States as well. Well, not in the States, but I've seen it in Israel a thousand times over. Look, I can only say the following. I am happy. My goal in life is that every Jew should be a Shemesh Shabbos. Beyond that, there's plenty of choice. I would not be—I would not have been upset if any of my kids became Hasidim. All right, I—I I, I wouldn't be overjoyed, but man, you know, all right. It's—it's it's like it's like the story I tell you. I—I I, I was a rebbe in the '60s. I was a rough rebbe. No one, none of you would recognize me. I in the boat. On the boat, I became a, a, I, I mellowed, I became a human being. Every day you come closer to Israel, coming in Aliyah, and you're overwhelmed, and you become a different person. There's my students out of the 60s. Many of them loved me until today, but I was a rough rebbe. So, uh, <laughs> this father complains to me. <laughs> Is, uh, this is fine, you know, all, all open school, what do they call you when the parents come and meet with you? Open house. O- open, what do they call it? Open house? So, so the father complains to me, the kid is too firm. So I say to the father, look, you're a Shemitah Mitzvah, you're a survivor, you know what life is like in Europe. So you're right, your kid, the kid put on some humors, but you know, he's going to graduate, he's going to go out to the big world, he's going to go to university in a few years. It's not going to remain the same. If he's 120% now, 20% will fall, but he'll be left with 100%. But if he's only going to be 100% now, he'll wind up with 80%, 70%. So don't be upset. He kissed me, I remember. The, the father loved the answer, but uh, plenty of choice. But I understand what you're saying, and um, I'll tell you, in Israel today, uh, I don't know what America, I remember I'm here 54 years. In Israel today, the religious Zionist world developed an unbelievable chinuch system. Unfortunately, our blood is all over today. And uh, there was an article in the Aretz that uh, someone who from merits had been a Chavet Knesset, he says, I have to salute the Tzionim Datiyim. They are the ones protecting us. So here we've developed a tremendous Chinuch. Uh, not all... It's not like it used to be. At one time, in all the yeshiva tichoniyot, most of the rabbin for Gemara 
were right-wing, Agudistim. And some of the kids went into the yeshivat hakadoshat, as they called them, the Halika yeshivas. Today, I think we attract more from the Halika yeshivas. It's it's a whole new system of education. Yesh meyayin, Rav Neria, Rav Cook, Tzvi Yehuda, more than the father, even although the father started, was very limited. And and what happened here today? It's it's Merapsanigra. It's a whole new world. The the high schools, the upanot, the michlalot. Uh, not only that, the children have choice. Uh, you want a kid to be a musician? He can do hester. With the uh, there's a hester in uh, Ofra, I think it is. Where, where between one to three they turn into a, a, an orchestra. My, I have a great grandson going to Rabbi Steinsoltz in Macab Baruch. Kid plays the violin. You have to choose what you want to do: art, music, women who want to dance. You have programs for women to dance, to dance, to produce. All right, later they put in shows for women only. I understand it. I understand it. I'm not, I'm, I, I'm very upset by sacrum graduations. They know that the fathers come. I mean, that I don't understand. But I can understand women dancing. You don't want men there. Das verstehe ich ganz gut. And, and it's, it's the opposite way today. But all right, we have to live with this question. But again, I throw out to you, a Haredi girl comes to Yassi and she tells stories about her father, like what I just quoted to you. No, what's better? The kid should remain at home and have a father with a shaitl, a mother with a shaitl and a father with a strimal and abused like this? And that lady who appeared in the publication, it's amazing, she remained hurried, married, must have worked out a good marriage, four children, husband is with her, supportive. Or is it better, give him over, give the girl over, give the boy over to a Tsionidati uh, family. All right, here I differ with Reverend Asher. Yes, yes, see. The answer would have been different on what level? It would have said better, people may have been more inclined to say better to keep the child with their biological parents. Uh, this is the question, but uh, this is what we're dealing with. Um, uh, you'll come to, this is Rabbi Asher Klein, you can agree with him. RCA doesn't agree with him, as you will see. Okay. Were you talking about the children of parents to become irreligious? No, kids come from irreligious homes, and 
and they picked up an NCSY. Okay, so, so I have to tell you, I'm well aware of this problem, that they believe it's a cult, a cult they're picked up by. Parents yeah, the parents believe. That's the word they use, a cult. That's exactly the word they use. Uh, the best outreach here is to bring the parents to Shabbat, to do something for the parents as well. And ultimately, the parents that the kids found their way to Torah. I can tell you with the Meir Kahana coming back to my madrich, I owe a great deal to me, I, you know, when, uh, the, when he was sitting shiva for his mother, I remember BMT kids went to visit him, on thinking of his father, excuse me, his mother lived many, many, many years. So he's sitting shiva for his father, I believe it was in uh, Kirit Abba, who was living at the time, and the kids went to visit him from BMT, and he said, who are your teachers, who do you look up to, and kid, Rabbi Rakasek, he said, Ask him who made him into a Zionist, and the kids came back, and I, they said, I said, absolutely. So, you see, when he, you don't know his life story, and I don't have time now, but Lido Beach, he was the first rabbi in Lido Beach. You know, I'm talking Lido Beach, where is it, in Queens? It's, uh, he was the first rabbi. So here he is, you, again, my brother and I can appreciate this. Here he is, fresh out of... Lido Beach or a different place? Uh, uh, not Lido Beach, what was it called? It's a place, a place it may be near Kanasi. Um, anyway, it doesn't matter, I can check it out, what it was called. Lido, Lido Beach is where? Lido Beach is next to Oceanside in... in, in that area, it's a different area, Lido Beach, where was he? Howard? Howard Beach, thank you, thank you, Mark. He was the first rabbi in Howard Beach, exactly. So the shoe was conservadox. And, uh, and we were all watching, it was this big news, Mayor B'nai Akiva, Mayor Yeshiva, and, and now he's going into the rabbinate and uh, about half a year into the rabbinate, they throw him out. And why did they throw him out? He came in one Thursday night, and he had kids, you know, teenagers. They became Shoma Shabbos Kashra. And, and parents were agonizing. What's this guy going to do to our children? And, and then he came in Thursday night when no one was there. And he put up a mechitza. They came in Shabbos. There's a mechitza. Well, they called an emergency meeting. I think Monday was snowing, and they threw him out. What's fascinating is, is one of the parents who threw him out and voted against him became his biggest devotee. And I saw that time and again. I had a student, Mark Kaplan, Mayor Kaplan, Mark, Mark, BMT, who remembers him? Ah, Baruch Hashem. 
I called the mark the snark. So many decades later, I'm being welcomed to Los Angeles and uh, I'm speaking on a lawn and I'm introduced by his, Mark's father, Zichon Levracha, who says, Rabbi Rekhefet, on this very lawn I maledicted you and cursed you 20 years ago. Just that'd be 1990s, Mark 1970s, early. And, and you influenced them. Come and Aliyah. And today we bless you. Thank God he went in Aliyah. And he married Megahana's daughter, my student. She's no, no, uh, Mark the Snark. Ah, so many memories come back. She's no longer alive. Tsipora, Zichrona Levracha. So, uh, you see, the parents wise up a little bit. What's wrong? The kid is showing the Shabbos, the kid. You have to be makar of the parents. And 90% of the time it will work. So I understand your problem. A lot has been written on it. Particularly the kids who come back from Israel. But you see, here you're exposed to different types of rebellion. People who came in Aliyah, are generally kedoshim v'tahorim. It's it's different than a rebbe that you had in in New York that you had in Chicago, generally speaking, and these rebbeim have great influence. There was one rebbe in BMT, wasn't even an, uh, an American, but he knew the mentality. He's no longer alive. I'm trying to. If anyone recall his name, he was a tzaddik yisodolam. Anyone who studied with him, they walked away. They were different people. Okay, so I can understand. You don't know who I'm referring to. Maybe after your time, he started teaching, just trying to think. He taught in Torah Schrager as well afterwards, uh, if I'm not mistaken. No, I'm, I'm not mistaken. Okay. Had a daughter, daughter Bruria. What, what name do you give me? Benny, Benny Eisner, that's what I'm talking about. Anyone who was exposed to Benny Eisner, it's not a normal person, it's an agent, it's a malach. You take Rabbi Mark Shem Yikom Damo, who taught in BMT. Mark, so many, so much death, so much, ach, well, the son-in-law of my dear friend Aaron Bat Wayu family. He was killed. His son was killed in battle. Uh, his, his wife is crippled as a result of a terrorist attack. He was killed in a terrorist attack. Endless. No, if you knew Rabbi Mark, that, that wasn't it. He got up four o'clock in the morning, went to mikvah, started learning already, governing, coming, always smiling. Ugh. These are different people. I'm sorry. Don't want to I don't want to go any further. I started teaching in YU for New Rebame. It's when first all opened and YU was able to expand and take in more students. All right. I have one person who's heard every show I gave him the colo from 1978 when the colo began a formal program on. And you know, my shirm are ongoing, Sunday, Monday. 
flooding me with gifts today. I've spoken about him. So he said to me, I said, how do you know? You weren't my student. You were older. You couldn't have been my student. I started teaching in YU in 62. And you already were a junior in high school. He said, when the kids came back to the dorm, they were maledicting every Rebbe they had. And any kid who had Rabbi Rothkopf came back, what a Rebbe, what a mensch, what a human being. So you see, and who goes on Aliyah? It's not the average person. It's the person who's striving to be a Malach. The Gemara and Mait Katan, my Rebbe Doma, Rab Domela Malach. I don't expect. Okay, let me go further. Okay, uh, these are problems. Agreed. Jesse, there's no black and white answer. That's why we need psychologists. You got to hear what I said at the start of this year. What's your name? <coughs> Daniel Thwaites. Again? Daniel Thwaites. Daniel Thwaites. Thwaites. Yeah, T H W. Thwaites. Wait, that's a Slavic name, I no, would gather, no? A British name. A British name. Yeah, yeah. I should have changed it. No, no. <laughs> Wait. One second. My brother's been here over the years. Da and Daniel? Yeah. Daniel, a pleasure. Welcome. Let me go a drop further now. Now we come to the teacher teaching. And he's going to spend a good part of the chiva now on this question. Where I grew up, uh, you all know, uh, every teacher had a ruler on his desk and beat the hell out of kids. Uh, the memoir literature, even uh, Rakefit's book, Washington, I tell you about the Maggio's handler. Morris Engelberg. I mean, it's. Uh, I just got an email. We just answered this morning. The student who arranged the interview originally with Morris. Um, it's already more than twenty years ago. So uh, he he sent me a picture, and uh, we had a, we answered him, and uh, that's the person we're talking about. That when I said to him, Morris. Look what's on the wall. All the Maggio certificates and in the middle is a Hebrew document. What the heck is that? He says, well, I graduated Eitz Chaim in uh, Torah Chaim in Borough Park. I said to him, how the hell did you become a Shagas? Kabbal Shabbos, conservative temple. And he answered Rabbi, all I remember from the elementary yeshiva, the teachers beat me with a ruler, quote, end quote. No, are you allowed to beat kids? The ruler, the teacher. And here I want to tell you, Rabbi Nasser Klein uses the word haka'a shel mitzvah that this type of beating is a mitzvah. It's the word he uses. I'll show you an open Gemara later. More than one open Gemara, but I'll show you an open Gemara. A chag mitzvah. 
And then he says, and we have nothing to be ashamed about. Because people don't listen to me. Look what goes on. I'm quoting him word by word. Look what goes on. And he has transliteration. High schools and colleges. The kids come in with guns and shoot the teacher. And he says, this is the result of the chinuch that we have today, that you're not allowed to beat a kid. And I don't have to tell you, Lo'alenu, <laughs> I don't think there are many states left in the Union where kids haven't come in with guns and just shoot. Lower Lane, you have it today, even in elementary schools. I need not elaborate. Every state, Texas, Maine, who would ever dream? New York, all right, that we can, that we can digest more easily. Pennsylvania, South Philly, etc. And and then he quotes an open Gemara, Menachat Daf Zayin Amid Aleph. Okay, and I'll tell you what the figure's about. Uh, you see, when a court is selling an orphan's property, uh, let's say the apitrepis they appointed, Baton apitrepis and show Yatomim, so it's better not to sell property. Property is Nixe de Lonaidi, it's the source of a family's wealth. Uh, property doesn't lose value. Generally speaking, in the state of Israel, it's a truism. Uh, when you look at Meir Sharim, the property there is worth more today, allowing for indexing, than it was worth 130, 40 years ago when it was built. It's amazing. I know Balei Tshuva from all over the world that will spend a fortune to live in Meisharim. When my books on the rough came out, there was one person contacted me. I was so overwhelmed where he lives. I, I brought him a set, a gift I gave me. He, he wanted to pay me. I said, no, no, I can't take money. I'm just a Balchuva from America living in Meisharim. Open-minded, wanted the rough. He heard the volumes, okay, fine. Uh, the, you can check the real estate measure and we're not talking luxury apartments alright, they were updated I agree but I encourage my grandchildren as much as I could as much as I could help I said you must buy an apartment I don't care if you, you can rent it out you might live elsewhere at first but you must make that investment and you will not lose in Israel. So now it comes cases where they have to sell orphans property. So they want to be sure they get a good price, that people don't take advantage. Those of you who have bought property know there's always a concept, someone has to sell. And uh, if Nick say the low ninety, you want to be sure the price is good, even if they have to sell. So what they would do, then this is the Machoikis in the Gemara, 
they would announce that you every day in shul after davening make an announcement. This property up for sale will sell it to the highest bidder. If you announce it every day, it's a homachlikus, but giving you the outcome of the Gemara, if you announce it every day, you announce it for 30 days. If you announce it only Monday, Thursday, you have to announce it for 60 days. Okay? Why, why, what's the concept Monday, Thursday? This is an unfortunate concept, that Monday, Thursday, there's Kriyas HaTayra. So there are people who don't come to shul on the other days, but Monday, Thursday, they make the effort. And Norm, don't want to my shul, there's one person like that. Okay? He's a very famous person. He's a TV personality, a radio personality, he's a Shemesh Shabbos, but he's busy, he sleeps late. Monday, Thursday, he has to come. The Gabbai told me, a wonderful uh, individual, he said one time he too was a Monday, Thursday person. Okay? So that's the concept of Monday. There also, I, I want to be done, Am Yisrael Lekav Scott. Monday, Thursday, the Batei Dinim sat. Also, there were, because there was a lot of activity, there was the shuk, the marketplace, people's up. So it could be from the outlying areas where they didn't have a minion, people came in Monday, Thursday for the Batei Dinim, for the shuk, for whatever was happening, they came early to catch the minion, to be sure to hear Kriya Satay. Okay, so... I'm, I'm being lamed yes. Yeah, you know, that shows up in Purim with the Yudalif Yudbet Yudgimel Yudalif Tetzvav. Where I came from, we didn't say Tachnan from Yudalif through Tetzvav. Here in my minion in the old Rivka, so I, I had to scut my minion, the chief rabbis were down at the minion. The, chair, the good lord of, 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 of Britain that we have us here for Lord Jakovowicz would dabble next to me and, and Rabbi Yitzchak Kulitz at one time you'd all have out there I said no Rabbi Kulitz almost chopped my head off he was a nice guy and he, we knew each other well but, uh, but where I grew up you'd all have you'd bet you'd give him you'd all alright Today it's Yudal and Tetvav. Uh, so here, look at the Gemara. Menachat Avzayim Amar Alev. V'hamar Av Chista. Kolfei Tadbebi lo mayavibi. Allah dochashmaita. Bala hachriz v'tsuvim lamed yom sheni chamishi samich yom. I'll read you the... Art scroll, let me give cover to art scroll now that I got it as a gift. Why Rav Chister has said, I absorbed many blows from Avimi because I forgot the following lesson that he taught me when a court comes to announce the sale of an orphan's property. If it, the announcement is made on consecutive days, it's only made for 30 days. Shani v'chamishi, it must continue from for 60 days. What do you see from this Gemara? 
that the Rebbe beat the heck out of the student. Worse than that, you see from this Gemara, Rav Chizda is not even complaining. The Rebbe had the right to slap me because I forgot the halacha. And you see, he quotes this Gemara. And then he says, all right, I agree. Yeah, I'm quoting him. Let me quote him exactly as he wrote him. Sarich lahakoto the strap should be small, not too big. So you can imagine, Yossi, in this world where we live, do you get before Pesach a freebie? They want a donation. How much matzah? Uh, it's like a diagram. Measure your matzah against this. Marah, how many leaves of lettuce, how big? Measure against this. Imagine we'll send out to all Rabbeim, Torah Masora, we'll have a mailing to all Rabbeim, measure your strap against this. Up to 10 years old, strap is 6 inches. 10 to 12, 10 inches. 12 and on, 20 inches. Kill them if they misbehave and don't learn. And he says, all right, he's willing to agree. But then he says, he's serious. We may have a halachic problem. The three weeks come in. Mark, are you allowed to hit a kid during the three weeks? Absolutely not. So what do you do during the three weeks? And he says... Nevertheless, even during the three weeks, the kids should not be hefka, see to it that they're disciplined. Avochas v'chalila, what are you going to do? A teacher beats the kids, you're going to go to the police and say this person is beating the kids? You're a Misa. A Misa is Chayev Misa. Chas Shalom. Not to be Misa. Beating kids in school? Hakaot Shal Mitzvah. Straighten them out. You see, and this is his thinking. It evidently Daniel worked with him. Maybe it worked with you. But I can tell you, I never lifted a hand, not to my children, not to my grandchildren, and certainly not to my students. And I taught one-time students. I was older. They were younger. Today, I'm the youngster. They're older. I'd be afraid to start up with my students. But this is Rabbi Nasha Klein. And now we come to the jackpot. What about a girl who comes to the doctor and the doctor examines her and there's something funny with her body?
I'll quote the Gemara in Ketuvat. Again, I, mean, I, I asked your forgiveness, but I Torahim l'moda nitzarech petach patuach. You with me, Kenny? The Gemara in Ketuvat. That's what I said. I could never... You know, I'm an open-minded guy. I'm a Talmud of the Rav. I could never approve of co-ed classes. Imagine you're learning Gemara and you're dealing with a sigya, petach patuach, a mixed class, teenage boys and teenage girls. It's beyond me how you can do it in an atmosphere of tzniyot. But imagine a doctor finds she's not a virgin. A girl of eight, nine, ten. Men are sick, they're sick men. Art, 12, 13, you can have girls that are fully mature. But there's sick men in the world. Look what's going on with the, the Epstein, Lower Lane, Jewish, and, 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 and Clinton. He loves, he, he likes them young. God have mercy. It's, it's a sickness. You're older. You stick to your wife. Stick to someone your age. Shem This is the world today. Yossi, a girl comes to you for psychological help and she tells her what we just spoke about an hour ago. Father's a mole, a shaykhid, a rav. He abuses her. Imagine you're a social worker. And same story. And all these cases, do you go further? Do you report them? And here's where Rabbi Menashe Klein comes out. 100% you shouldn't report them. How do you know it's true? You're only an individual. You're only a dechad. And even that you're not an aid. Yes, he didn't see it. The girl has talked to him. Kenny, what does your wife do? Is he a social worker? Imagine that. Oh, I hit the nail on the head. Your wife, she's a social writer. A girl cried to her. And wait a minute, she's a woman. We'll talk about that yet. When I should cry, we'll speak about it. But one, don't say a word. And Rabbi Menashe Klein claims it's an open Gemara. Makat Daf Chet Amir Aleph. This is a very famous Gemara. It becomes a rabbinic aphorism. Ah, that. Oh, we quoted this Gemara. One second. It's an open Gemara. That it's not the Gemara I want to quote now. This Gemara we dealt with two weeks ago. That. A father's allowed to beat the kid. A teacher's allowed to beat the kid. That's not the open Gemara I want. 
Follow carefully. Kufyud Gimel Amid Bet. Almi Shlosha HaKadosh Baruch Hu Sanan. There are three types of individuals that God hates. Hamadaba Echad Bepeh the Echad Belev. All right. These uh, sophisticated people who tell you what you want to hear. It's like growing up under the communist regime. Norm, have you ever visited Russia during the communist regime? Every kid was taught at his home, don't ever repeat what we teach you here. This is believe. Prepare. Lenin lives, Lenin lived, Lenin will live forever. Daniel, if you take a look at Rakefit's book, you know what I say there. I'm positive this was written by a Jew. Hashem Melech, Hashem Molech, Hashem I'm positive I'm right. Okay. Norm, you played like this when you were a kid in elementary school. Norman, did you study Gemara for three hours on Shabbos? Certainly, Hamoreh. Follow me? Sechad Belay, Sechad Bepeh. But all right, it's not the end of the world. If the teacher is stupid enough to believe you, he deserves Sechad Belay, Sechad Bepeh. All right. You saw a business transaction, you saw a business deal, you know, and you, and you don't testify. You, you know the story where this traveler gets stuck Shabbos and he comes to the local shul, they give him a place to sleep, a place to eat, and he has all the money with him, and he gives it to the rabbi in front of two witnesses. After Shabbos, he comes to the rabbi. Rabbi, can I have my money back? And the rabbi, I didn't take any money from you. You don't have witnesses. I'll call in the witness. The rabbi calls in the witnesses. Did this man give me any money? And the witness, absolutely not, rabbi. The poor guy is heartbroken. The rabbi's lying. The witnesses, when the witnesses walk out, the rabbi says, "Come, I'll give you money. I wanted to show you what type of balabatim I have." <laughs> Don't ever tell a story like that in public. I told the story like that in my first stellar, and they hate me till today. Those that are still alive, <laughs> with Elena, the joke with Elena, but not for now. So. Uh, you see, if you know testimony, you're obligated. Uh, I don't tell you the whole, the whole passion in, in Vayikra and many documented Gemara. You have to give your testimony. But then, the Haroet of ever Bechavero Umei Yechidi. Wow. You saw your friend Rape a, a lady. 
you saw your friend Mechalot Shabbos. You saw your friend rob, steal, tafras, every type of visa. But you're the only one who saw? Do not testify. And then the Gemara tells the famous story. Yes, Rav Papa tells him in, yes, the Tiv, Lo Yakum Eidechad Bi Ish, Vi Atle Chuda Ish Hadei Bei. Shame Ra Baalma Kafatatei. Wow. Very simple. You saw your friend sin, you saw it alone. You come to the base, then you testify. Eidechad gets nowhere. Why did you testify? All you did was create a bad name for your friend. Created a bad name, your Chayiv Malkat. Eidechad did and accomplishes nothing. The Torah states, I'm quoting, Schattenstein, you shall not be a gossip monger. Gossip monger. Gossip monger. I never heard that word before. But that's the word. Gossip monger. What did Lalekaro do not? Rechilet. How do you say rechilet in English? Gossip. They turned it into like a fish monger. Gossip monger. The prohibition prohibits one to communicate derogatory information. Even is it even if it is true. However, with regard to one witness since his testimony is invalid and has no bearing on the case, the prohibition against being a gossip monger remains in force. Wow. Well, if this is the case and yes, he comes to Ralph Klein. And he says to Rav Menasha Klein, this girl came to me and complained about her father, everything we spoke about before from the weekend paper of last week. According to Rav Klein, and yes, he says, should I go and report this to the authorities, to the police, to the division that deals with sexual crimes, crimes against children. You know what Rav Klein would tell him? If you go, I'm going to arrange to have you whip Lamitet Malkat, Mem Malkat, Pachatachat. You'll accomplish nothing and all you're doing is creating slander 
against a wonderful, innocent person who did nothing wrong. There are no two witnesses, only one. And if there's one witness, he does not count. And this is what Reb Menashe Klein, Haroe Dove Erva Bechadero, made by Yechidi. It's just like Tuvia and Zigod. You deserve Malkat. Your Motsi Shame Rabbi Alma. You accomplish nothing. Wow. Mark, can you understand why the organization that you're so proud to be a member, Rabbinical Council of America, you're normally also a member. I would no, you're not a member. I'm, I'm also a member, although I haven't paid dues since 1969. Maybe it's honorary today. I don't know. Uh, listen, I came in Aliyah, but I'm not part of RCA anymore. Although I have to tell you, when I came... There were so few of us here. There were some retired RCA members. I remember I, I, I believe in Volume 1 or Volume 2 of Rakafat Aron, I have a whole history of how RCA began in Israel. I did a, a, a whole piece that appeared in a, a journal at an early stage of RCA in Israel. But, wow, can you understand? He would tell Yossi, don't you dare testify. Don't you dare report. Imagine you, you come, you're a doctor, a medical doctor. Rav Klav, Rav Menasha, I examined this 10-year-old girl and I found Petach Patuach. And she says it's her father time and again. Don't say a word. And Rabbi Menashe Klein, I'm quoting here from the Tshuva, he says, you are less than the Gemara. The Gemara talks about when Zygmunt saw the Devar Erva. Here, you saw nothing. You're just repeating what this lady told you. Wow. All right. And then he, he raises another issue that, you know, in all these incidents, children, students, complaints, maybe the person has a grudge. person's angry. We've seen this in life. Kids, parents, anger. It's not true. They're, they're, how do you know? How do you know that this is correct? Are you the Varimayolam? Do you see movies? Do you see grudge? Revenge? What are we talking about? And this is part of life. And he says, why do you get upset? One witness didn't say, don't believe. Tvarim bi'alma, shtuyot, a grudge. Make up stories. 
And I, and I have to tell you, this is, works both ways. When you tell stories about Gedola Yisrael, how many times do you say to yourself, is it true? And, and that's, it works either to, to put down or to put up. So he once asked the Rav, Mark, we asked Rebbe, Rebbe, all these stories about Gedola Yisrael, and are they true, not true? And the Rav broke into a big smile and said, one thing I can tell you, they wouldn't tell these stories about me. And uh, that was a beautiful, beautiful answer. And I've often said that to students over the generations who challenged what I said. I said, look, about you or me, they're not going to tell these stories. But about the Yadoli Israel, it can very well be possible. Now, here, Rabbi Menashe Klein says, we need two factors before you can go and tell, and tell the authorities. What are the factors? One, two kosher witnesses. Underline the word kosher. We come back to this next week. Two kosher witnesses. Now wait a minute. What does that mean? I mean, just try to think. Yesi is in private session with this young girl. Can he call in his secretary to be a witness? What what are we talking about as psychologists? The last thing in the world that that young girl will want is a second person who's not the expert, not the doctor, to hear her story. Am I right or wrong, Yesi? Okay. Well, what's Rabbanashi Klein talking about? You see a man raping a woman, you're going to and say, hey, uncle, come over here and watch the rape. I need a second kosher witness. Very, very difficult. What's he talking about? How can it be in real life? And then there's the other factor. And after you have the kosher witnesses, you have to go to a baitin and have the baitin look into all the details and have the baitin declare that this is legitimate testimony and you can go further. Report it to the authorities. And here I have to tell you on a personal level, do you realize, Rabbi, what does it mean to be a rabbi? You have to have time to learn, time to write, time to daven properly. I hate these guidebooks that tell you do this, do that, and in every question where there's a malvoikasapaiskim, consult your local rabbi. Give an answer. You can give both answers. Have a choice. Find a shalalim, consult your local rabbi. When we came in Aliyah, 
my wife danced for joy, not just because she succeeded in bringing me an aliyah. She danced for joy that there were no telephones in this room. Oh, was that wonderful. No one but the rabbinate, the telephones, the narishkeit, the gossip, the shaylez, ach, it's great. No telephones. Now already I'm at an age level, there are no telephones. Once our three daughters call, we know maybe a few grandsons call each day, but all right. Today, unfortunately, they know all my friends are gone. Yes, see, all my friends are gone. My closest friend, Rabbi Dr. Professor Tzvi Groner, recognized the name Groner. That's how I could give such wonderful lectures, according to Rav Groner's the Lubavitcher Rebbe's right hand label, Rebbe's cousin and right hand, said your lectures on the Rebbe were the best ever given. It's on why you taught two years worth in this room. His, his nephew was my best friend. I had a direct in to the Rebbe's office, his thinking, his achievements, his problems, the family. I could work it out, honest lectures. But could you imagine every other day you're going to convene a baton? Dear Rabbanim Dayanim, this man seduced his daughter, this man raped his daughter, this man beat his child too much, this Rebbe had a ruler that was too big on his desk for 10-year-old kids. Boy, would you drive the rabbis crazy. And then he goes in. Wait a minute. The girl told the doctor, tell me, is a young child kosher for Eidot? There was a whole machlekes in Atlanta and two ten-year-old kids wanted to testify and the rabbi said they're too young. Wait a minute. You call in the girl. She's 15, 16, she's not too young, but she's a woman. A woman to testify? And I'll end off on this point. Kenny, this comes back to what I told you. Rabbi Menashe Klein suffered because of his first wife. There's no question it left scars on his thinking, on his psukim, as you will see when we get to Evan Hezer. Rabbanasha Klein, a woman. Seeking sein Aneidas, Aneida, Chas v'chalila. From time of Martin Torah, women cannot testify. Mom, tell me about the chief rabbinate. Daniel, we're living in a world. Your mother works? Your wife? 
terrible. That's the reality. My wife has not made peace with it, I have to be honest. All my daughters have advanced degrees, make more money than I ever made a month. Some make a lot more. Baruch Hashem. My granddaughters-in-law, my granddaughter's a business lady, has her own firm. I don't know where she got those genes from, certainly not from me. So wait a minute, you're going to have a world where women, what if not something goes wrong in a business deal? Women can't testify. One of the first takonet of the chief rabbinate spoke about this. This goes back to the 1940s. It's even before there was the state of Israel. There's Edith Lekiyam Dava and Edith Lebiru Dava. Edith Lekiyam Dava is like a wedding. You're creating a marriage. It may have to do with conversion. You're creating a conversion. Edith Lekiyam Dava, it's only men. Whatever the, it's, I'll call it. It's There may be reasons why. My youngest daughter once gave me a wonderful lecture. She, she's an art therapist. has a very unique degree. She, by the way, she's the psychologist therapist in the B'nai Kiva Yeshiva High School in Piskatsev. Uh, B'nai Kiva has, we spoke about this a long time ago today, uh, but B'nai Kiva has an endless amount of schools that are under the B'nai Kiva ages. So she gave me a long lecture why women are not allowed to be Kiyum Dava. All right, she may be right, may be wrong. She's trying to explain, give rationale to the halachal emotion we see now. Buridava, to establish the facts in any baton today in Israel, women are accepted exactly like men. This is the takana of the chief rabbinate. And it's a very important takana because we have to function in the society in which we live. And in this society, I, uh, to me, it's unfortunate. Women are frontline soldiers. You see what's happened today with tank crews, women. I have my own viewpoint. Radbaz, Tuchat Malachim. I'm not opposed to women being in the army, but there's certain sections that they should dominate. Intelligence, etc. Computers but not frontline soldiers. That's for men. It's a Radbaz. On Chatan Vakala, the Mishnah Sota. The Rambam, Perik Zion. Hilchit Malachim. But coming back here, could you imagine that Rabbi Nasha Klein says, Chashmuchalila, you don't have two kosher and even if the mother saw, and even if the daughter claims it's me, not Kasha. Don't give it over.
to the authorities. Chas v'chalila. The only time you can give it over to kosher edim and a cheta from beitim. Now that uh, addendum, a cheta from a beitim, this has gone on in Israel time and again, Haredi world. Beitim didn't give you permission. How can you go to the authorities? We have a precedent for this secular court. We'll go into it next week. But with the secular court, but not a court of Goyim or in Israel for the sake of today's lecture, a secular court. But if a Beitin gives you permission, Norm had a big case with Drake's cake. It's Goyim who owned the factory. And he went to Beitin and said, look, I can't get them to come to a Beitin, but I want to go into secular court, this and this and this. Oh, we give you permission. Follow? So that's what Rabbi Nashik Klein is referring to. But could you imagine what a world this would be? And this is right in Israel. If you have reason to suspect something, in our world we would say immediately go to the experts. Police department, sexual division, women who are experts, charediot with shaitels, officers in the police department, go to the social workers. Fun. In some of the Haredi world, and by the way, this is opening up because they're being influenced by what is good and in the state of Israel, what we have accomplished. But in some of the Haredi, I say, no, we have to convene a Beitin. The Beitin has to hear all the facts. And if they decide to give you permission, then you can go to the secular court. Uh, Mark, can you understand why the RCA is not very happy with Reb Menashe Klein's tshuva? Kenny, got it? Could you imagine women? The girl, she's the victim. You don't have a greater witness than the victim. No. It's only one, one woman, one Ada, one little girl. Wow. My dear students, first of all, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. You have no idea how happy I am to see living people in front of me. I realize the screen today has been a lot bigger than the reality in the class, but uh, the screen is the screen, and reality is reality. David Goldis, we spoke about uh, uh, our dear friend Engelberg, and uh, how is he today? Let, let us know. Get in touch with him and tell him the Rebbe in Jerusalem sends regards and mentioned him in a lecture that will ultimately hear thousands of pairs of ears. 
Vic, how do you feel? I just was told that you fell. We spoke Thursday and you sounded great. All right, well, we, you don't answer yet. Mark, you have to open it. Mark, Mark. He's asleep. Wow, anyone who takes care of the, the, the Yomo sleeps and now he, Yomo infested Mark. Now, what did we do today? So we went further. We went further to Benasha Klein. We're not finished. We're going to finish up next week, Bezrat Hashem. And uh, tomorrow morning at uh, 9, we're going into the world of Reb Chaim I'm going to quote from the Nefesh HaChayim. It's going to be a very fascinating shir, and then I'll introduce you once again to Professor Stampfer, and you'll get a feeling of what academia can accomplish. Yes, can you open it up to the world? Yeah, they can un unmute themselves. Uh, Mark says everyone should unmute himself. I, um, I'm here a slave to the people advising me on a topic I understand nothing about, but happy... Uh, uh, Daniel, there's another Englishman staring right at me now. Uh, David Vogel, do you know him? Okay, uh, one second, one second. I'm trying to think of the name. Um, do you start record now? Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, are there any questions from around the world? Uh, any, anybody? Jack, go ahead. Well, we can't hear you. Ach, we can't hear you. You uh, should be able to. Jack, can you unmute yourself? Uh, he seems unmuted. He sees him, but we don't hear a thing. No. It, it. Any, any, uh, one second. Vic, say something. No, we're not hearing anything. We're surviving yeah, it's muted. Oh, 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 okay. Mm -hmm. no, again. Again. no, click back. Oh, I should yeah. know how to do that. Uh, okay. Jack, go ahead. Okay, can ah. you hear me now? Yeah, yes. Yeah. Okay, forgive myself, the nightest. There's a rather nice deal with these are the situations of Pikuach Nefesh. And you would think Pikuk Nefesh would, would dominate and run to the police. Uh, uh, no, he doesn't use that term. Pikuk, uh, wait till next week, we'll finish it out. But uh, there's no question that uh, the Rabbinical Council of America, uh, I can understand their attitude that they dismiss him. And this they consider the worst shiva that he has written from their point of view. You follow? But we'll come next week. We, we, we're not finished yet. We're not finished. But uh, we're almost at the tail end. But you're, you're, listen, you're using terminology that we use because we can understand what this does to a, a little kid, a little woman, a little child, a student. It's pikuach it's nefesh, physically, and even worse, mentally. Even worse, mentally. Okay. Uh, uh, Vic, how are you? Yeah, Baruch uh, Hashem. Uh, a little bruised, and um, the knees are a little shot, but... Uh, hey, so I, I the yeah. exact same place I fell a month ago. The exact same place. Uh, the, 
Maybe I have to buy you a cane with a golden top. Okay, so I want to... Yeah? I'm afraid I'll trip over the cane. Right, that's my fear too. I'll tell you, last night I had such pain in my foot. I, I just said to rebunish them, let me teach Torah Barabbim today. And uh, and I have to tell you, I think I had a band on where the meniscus is, the birkayim, the the knee. And I think it, I think if you leave it on too long, it stops the blood flow. So what I did in the middle of the night, I took out my cane just to remember in the morning to take it. I got to tell you, this morning I said, "What am I crazy? I carry a few bags to the car." to Grus, and I might need an umbrella. Where am I, where am I going to take the cane? So I have to say the Ibanishlan was kind to me, and I walked holding on. I'll walk back to the car holding on to Mark, and uh, we managed. But it's, uh, the feet go first. It is just, I see it all over. And... Uh, all right, in the Kavela Tov, we got to keep on praying one each of us, one for the other. And uh, but there may be a certain point where we're going to need that cane, and then you'll look distinguished. It's not Vic Snow, but Vic Snow, an elderly gentleman with the cane. Also, when you get onto any bus or the light rail with the cane, people will jump up and offer you their seat. So you have to know there's that advantage too. All right. Yeah, Baruch Hashem. V'hadata Zakain. I'm very impressed here with the young people. They literally have respect for older people. You don't see that many other places in the world. Are there any other questions or comments? If not, I want to thank everyone for joining in. And until we meet in... Dignity tomorrow morning be as Hashem at nine. I want to wish everyone Rak Tovat health, wisdom, strength, Dasvidanya. Okay. Bruchim to you, Bruchim to you. So the name of the person Ramaz was Yosef Fuchs. Who, whose name? Yosef Fuchs Ramaz. One second, let me write it down. One second, one second. Um, oh God. One second, where's my, suddenly my paper? This we have to shut off.